Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to the Rugby Dungeon. Thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for following us on Twitter at Jay Beardmore, at the Rugby Dungeon, and of course, Egg Chasers Rugby Podcast at Rugby Podcast. Today, I've got Moritz Botha on the line, which is great because we are going over to Madrid to watch Spain versus Germany, who is currently coaching to do our live podcast. So if you're going to that, listen to this because it's going to be great. And if you're not going to it, go onto our Facebook group, the Egg Chasers Rugby Podcast, go buy some tickets and go watch Spain versus Germany because it's going to be great. Now, here is Moritz Botha. How are you today, mate? I'm very good, thank you. Um... We had our first first day in uh, in camp with uh, the players from from outside of Germany, outside Germany joined us as well today. Oh right! So do you have many players from outside Germany? Um, there's probably uh, I'd say probably about about ten players that just joined us uh, from France, and we've got a few from the from the Sevens guys in the Sevens program that joined us as well today. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, before we get into the squad too much, just tell me uh, about you at the moment. Have you had to relocate over to Germany? Um, I moved down uh, back down to, to Bedford where I uh, sort of initially started my well when I moved to England in 2004 that's where I, where, where I started um, and my wife's from there as well so I moved back down to Bedford and um, they sort of been commuting back and forth uh, every other week to Germany and um, with the European Continental Shield I came over for three weeks mm-hmm. Um, and I came back now for the internationals, and we'll be staying till December. So um, at the moment, just renting an apartment um, for the time that I'm here. So not not uh, officially moved, but um, yeah, just here for when I need to be at the moment. Excellent. Now, not many people who watch watch the Premiership probably know about what's going on in Germany. So just give us a quick description of of your training base there, because it's quite impressive. Yeah, it's um, it's it's quite nice actually. Um, so uh, they've they've got a full time rugby program in Heidelberg, um, which uh, is called the, the Wild Academy. Um, and so all the well, most of the well, all the players that play in Germany, um, that play for Germany, but that's based in Germany and potential other players, um. Pl- play at or train at this academy mm-hmm. um, and then they play for clubs in and around Heidelberg in the in the Bundesliga which is almost like the the German premiership yeah, um, yeah and, and then 
the, the, the Wild Titans play in the European Continental Shield, um, which is a qualifying tournament for the Challenge Cup. But um, yeah, so we've got uh, you know, a full-time program at the moment, and um, yeah, the facilities is quite uh, are quite nice. We've got a artificial pitch um, and a, a small artificial area that's under roof for lineouts and you know, mauling and stuff to stay out of the rain when it rains. So uh, yeah, it's uh, it's very nice. Excellent. So, how have you ended up with Germany then? Uh, do you have German German an, um, ancestry, or was it just right time, right place? Um, I don't have ancestry, but my uh, the first both are in South Africa are from Germany, so that's where all the both us come from. Yeah. Um, but now, um, in 2014, um, my friend Justin Malk, who was played with Harrison's, um, was uh, retiring in that season. And um, he was over in England on a German passport because um, his mum's German. And yeah. I, I, you know, mentioned I, I told him that you know why doesn't he get capped before he retires? Um, you know, it's, it's, it'd be a good story because you know he's not going to play for England, not going to play for South Africa, so it'll be a, a very good story. Awesome. And um, he got in touch with uh, his agent, got in touch with with Germany, and uh, he got ca- capped and he played for them. Um, well, he played for them once. Um, he tried a few other times, but just logistics didn't work out. But so yeah, he got captain, and since then uh, I've I've been following uh, German Germany's progress, and um, I knew uh, one of the one of the guys who play play for Germany, and um, I, I know his dad from from uh, when I was uh, working and, and living in South Africa, before I went to England, and um, then funny enough, he, his son. Uh, well, he, he he played at Saracens for a little while. He was there on trial, and then he ended up signing for Newcastle, I think, in a senior academy. So when I went to Newcastle, he was there. Um, and then soon after, he he went back to South Africa, and then when I saw again, he was playing in Germany. So I got in touch with him, um, and he put me in touch with the head coach, and uh, things just developed from there. Brilliant. So tell me a little bit about the structure of rugby in Germany. Are you getting most of your players from German clubs? What is the standard of German clubs like, actually? Um, it's there are there are a few um, you know clubs that that sort of competitive um, at, the, at the moment. Um, uh, HRK, which is uh, where we are based, uh, most of the players that that are on the full time academy um, play at HRK mm-hmm. um, Heidelberg Rugby Club and. Um, so they 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 quite dominant, but um, you know it's, it's it's difficult because of logistics to have the players spread out all over Germany, um, which would make the league more competitive. But it's difficult to have a full time program because yeah. these guys you know train at at, at, the, at the academy in the day daytime, and then in the evenings they have to go and train at the clubs as well. Um, so it's, it's it's difficult to to distribute them really, but it's. Uh, it's it's not a bad standard. Um, like I said, there's, there's a few teams um, who are, are quite good, and, and and they've got quite a few foreign players. Um, but um, you know, it's, it's it's developing, and it's it's it's, it's, it's tough progress really because um, rugby's not uh, played in schools, so it's it's, yeah. it's all at, at clubs. Um, but you know, I th- uh, and I've spoken to a few people and. You know, the best thing for for German rugby w- would be if uh, we qualify for the World Cup in in in, in 2019, um, and I think you find that with uh, with 
countries that has you know if you think of New Zealand, South Africa, Australia, countries that have won the World Cup, you know, in in two World Cups time uh, or three World Cups time, they 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 produce a lot of very good players and mm. and you know when I was a when I was a young boy, um, when South Africa won the World Cup in in you know uh, 1995, um, you know, eight twelve years later. The the amount of the, ta- the, the, or the talent that came out of South Africa because you know people or young players found heroes and people to look up to and inspired to be them, and I think the same thing will happen with Germany if if we qualify for the World Cup that you know they'll raise the the profile so much and and young players um, will have will have heroes to look up to and aspire to be them. So um, I think that will be that'll be very good for German rugby. No, I completely agree. Uh, in terms of the athletes that you're trying to get, then Germany is obviously a very football-dominated country. I mean, mm-hmm. does it? I mean, are you competing for athletes with some other sport? Because I tend to find obviously rugby gives you a completely different sporting experience to football, and I'm surprised yeah. that not more people in Germany are playing it. Because what's the alternative? Um, I think like handball and uh, is, is is quite big, mm. um, but. And there's 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 good talent coming through. Um, I watched a game the other day, uh, a German under 18 side against uh, a, like a South African touring side, and there's you know there's there's, there's a lot of talent coming through, um, but it's it's it's, it's difficult you know, to to develop talent like you know that's all over the country because I mean the people who are who are coaching these players. Doesn't have the the experience or the knowledge necessarily, um, so I think that's that's another sort of next step that, that will happen in Germany is that um, is to try and get quality coaches all over the country, um, you know, be it that they go on um, coaching courses or you know just go go and experience some environments where you know professional environments and learn and stuff. Um, just to just to up the quality of the coaching that that uh, players receive all over Germany, um, and I think that'll help bring more talent through. Oh, completely agree. Um, I think the role of grassroots coaching is so under so underplayed. I mean, mm-hmm. you're looking at these emerging nations now, and they've got good coaching at the very top of the pyramid. But I think what's missing is that second, third, fourth tier. Yeah, yeah, definitely, and um, you know that's, that's something that that they that they really want to focus on is uh, you know to to develop coaches all over the country that you know say at every sort of uh, Bundesliga club that that there's um, you know at least one quality coach that has qualifications and that's got experience and been on certain courses and, and everything. Um, so I, you know that's one of the sort of next steps for for German rugby. So. For you guys, then, when you're assembling your squad, are you looking mostly to homegrown players, or are you just looking for people who are German qualified who will be good enough to take you to the next level? Um, a bit of both. Um, you know, uh, in in Germany, like obviously they know all the players, um, so all the guys that that um, are in the full time program, you know, are, are the best players in Germany. Yeah. Um, so it, these these players. You know, have to be sort of supplemented by by German qualified players from 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 abroad. Um, but 
it's uh, you know we, we we've got quite a few uh, South Africans in in, in, the, in the squad um, that have German heritage. Mm. Um, but uh, you know, there's, there's a couple of guys. We've got uh, one guy from uh, from Wales. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. Um, Where, uh, where's he based? He's well. He's, he's, he plays for Bridgend. Okay. Uh, but um, yeah, he's, he's 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 played for Germany a few times before. Uh, uh, give him a shout out. Uh, Jamie Murphy. J- Jamie Murphy. I I will look him up. <laughs> um, yeah, he plays for for Bridgend. Um, and then we've got a guy um, who joined us also today. He plays in France, but I think he's Welsh as well. Though he sounds quite English. Um, Luke Dykoff. Right. Um, we've got a, a second row joining us next week. Um, he, he can't make he can't make it this week. Who's who played for Ealing last season? Okay. Um, and he's playing at Old Ethanians at the moment. Um, Adam Priocannon. and uh, we, we're, we're in touch with. Uh, Quite a few players that that you know play in the championship at the moment, mm. um, but the difficulty is that uh, they will lose their EQP status, um, right. which you know a lot of clubs, you know, obviously obviously want their players to have EQP status as they you know get money from from the RFU for fielding a certain percentage of EQP players. Um, so that's that's the difficulty we have at the moment, but um, yeah. So I'm pretty sure that once, well, if we qualify for the World Cup um, next next year, then uh, I'm pretty sure that everyone will will put their hand up to come and play for us. Yeah, yeah, um, I'm sure they will. Now I don't really understand the EQP system in the in the Premiership, but I know it is very important to the players that they keep their EQP like you say for the funding and the more likely to get 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 selected or should I say more likely to yeah. stay at the club that kind of thing yeah yeah um, obviously the, the clubs clubs want to have their players EQP qualified or English qualified so they can um, you know get more funding uh, from from the RFU um, you know if they bring players in from abroad you know be it from from uh, Samoa, Fiji, or, or South Africa, or something like that. Then, um, you know, they 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 probably sort of a marquee player. Um, so for them to have one of the English qualified players lose their, their his status is, you know, I'm not sure how much it will actually affect the club, but mm. you know, they can put a certain amount of pressure on on the players to to not lose it. Um, so, and you know, as a player, that you know, you, you do you you do what you're told, basically. Yeah. Um, but it's it, it's something that uh, you know we're, we're working around, trying to work around. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, I think a lot of players that play in the lower leagues, you know, if we can find the right talent that plays say in the national one in England. Um, that we can develop that's that's German qualified, then you know that'd be easier because it's I think it's less of an emphasis in the in the lower leagues. Um, but you know, like I said, the talent the talent around here, there's there's some good talent, and we've had um, a couple of young guys join us today um, in preparation, so we have more numbers. And uh, you know, I was very impressed with with, with them. Um, and in a year or two, they will be. They will probably be regular starters for for Germany, so um, you know the future is bright. 
Yeah, I mean, I imagine the amount of German players, sorry, German qualified players there must be between South Africa and France. I mean, there must be. I mean, Florian Fritz must have some German German um, uh, ancestry, for instance. I mean, there must be absolutely loads. But getting over that hurdle of qualifying for the World Cup, I think that's when yeah. you'll really see the influx. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's um, there's a few guys from France and and a few have joined us today as well. I think we got three or four um, that play in uh, pro pro de, in in France. Um, we've got uh, probably well our best player plays is uh, tighted at cast, um, Damien Tusak, yeah. and um, unfortunately um, not going to be able to join us. I think well f- uh, for this week. Um, hopefully we can have him later in, in, in the November um, Test Series. Um, but, you know, he's a, a starter for, for Cast in, in, in the top 14. Um, so, so, yeah, hopefully uh, we, can, we can have him in, uh, in February, March time. So what is the development pathway for these players? Because you want to develop them from German clubs. It's obviously the best way to do it. Once yeah. you've got a lad who you think is going to be good enough, is it a case of getting him capped but then pushing him towards the top 14 or pushing him towards the premiership or do you want to do you want to keep him domestically uh, playing play rugby in Germany yeah um, it's, it's a difficult one I mean we, we've we've got uh, a young second row who plays at La Rochelle at the moment who's uh, he's, he's coming to camp today um, and um, I don't know if you know this but um, the owner of uh, um, start from say the new owner yeah. Dr. Dr. Bildt is the main sponsor of, well the Bills Academy is, is, is his baby um, and um, so we've got uh, ties to start from say at the moment and we've had one of our young flankers um, go there for, for about six weeks um, you know about uh, about a month ago um, to you know go and train with them and pick up some experience and stuff so we do encourage um, you know the guys to to play or to get good experience um, if they can. But um, at the moment, I think we're trying to keep talent in, in, in Germany. Um, we want to qualify for the, for the Challenge Cup, um, which will obviously give us more games, more competitive games mm. um, next season. But there's also um, talks going on at the moment about um, having a, a sort of professional league in, in Europe where... We'll have one team from Germany, one or two from Romania, two from Georgia, um, Belgium, you know, different countries all over that you know, sort of second tier, second tier countries. Yeah. Um, and have a professional league amongst those teams, which you know it's it's, it's a tough competition. Um, and then <laughs> there's also talks um, that uh, you know hopefully or possibly. We can join uh, the Pro 14. Yeah, um, and uh, you know, hopefully we can, you know, develop enough talent or you know get the, get enough quality players in to be able to do something like that. Do you, um, do you look at the but, sorry? Uh, do you look at the uh, Italy experiment in the Pro 14 and think maybe there's some warning signs there of what we should and what we shouldn't do? Yes, um, possibly, but I think, you know, I, I, I'm not sure what the situation, situation is in Italy, mm. but um, I think to develop 
to to develop players to be to be you know, at a professional level or professional standards, you need to have competitive or professional fixtures, regular professional fixtures. Um, you know that's that's the only way you're gonna you're gonna be able to to develop uh, a team and 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 to a certain standard. Um, you know for for whatever reason, I'm not sure um, why the Italian teams aren't. Um, thriving in, 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 in the Pro 14, I'm not sure. But, um, you know, I think for, for Germany. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. To have a professional professional competition or a, a competition of very high standard, it's the only way they're gonna they're gonna progress and um, you know be competitive in in world rugby uh, at the end of the day. Yeah, uh, just out of interest, do you know anything about the structure of the supposed league with the tier two nations and where 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 that's up to? Are there any time frames, or is this mostly just a talking shop? Um, I'm not sure. I'm. <laughs> I've, uh, it's it's something that's been mentioned to me, um, that, and that's uh, something that they're looking to 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 develop. Mm. Um, you know, that's sort of a, not, not something that I'm focusing on, or or sort of probably above my pay grade. <laughs> yeah. But um, you know, I'm I'm here to uh, to try and help Germany qualify for the World Cup. Um, so yeah, <laughs> that's that's my focus at the moment. Okay, that's fair enough. Let's go back to something then, which is very much in your pay grade. You're with the German team now, you're coaching them. And using your experience as a professional player from the very highest level, how have you had to adapt in order to match what you know with the talent available and the, and the time and the contact that you have with these players? Yeah, it's, um, when, when, when I first joined, um, you know, the main the main focus um, was to sort of put structures in place, um, defensive structures, playing uh, attacking structures, um, and 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 so, sort of making it black and white that you know from this line out, this guy, this guy, and this guy go here, this guy go here. So there's a specific role um, that every player has from 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 set piece set, uh, set pieces, and. Um, you know, it's this an accountability then. Um, so, you know, when I was playing amateur rugby, um, it was you know we had one call for this and one call for this, and you know then we have three guys going around the corner and one guy staying here, and but there was no accountability. Because mm. you know the, the, it was just like you know the first three guys go here, and and it, it was for for me probably um, 
still still like that up until sort of five years ago professionally and probably for most players um but more and more you have um you know you you go here you go here um we'll have our eight in the white channel we have our seven in the other white channel something like that um so there's an accountability for everything and that's something that i i've brought sort of brought with me um and you know just a lot of sort of structure and precision in in terms of you know when we and this is probably from my saracen background <laughs> is uh when we when we exit when we box kick then you go here you go here and this is how we do this and this is how we do do this and um so uh you know this this i've, I've tried to bring a lot of structure mm. um to you know, have more organization and in and in, in, in the long run, well, not in the long run, but um, you know, all this structure is 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 set in place to sort of manipulate situations, so so we can sort of set the team, the opposition up to be in a certain position, um, so we can take advantage of it. Um, so. <laughs> That's that's one of the reasons that uh, I like to put so much detail into stuff like that, um, is to try and manipulate situations so so we can have the upper hand. Um, uh, tell, but, yeah. tell me this: How do you go about building something like accountability? Because it's one of those words I hear a lot of in rugby, and you understand, don't you, how you draw a defensive system on a whiteboard? But how do you build so the mental side, like like you mentioned before, like accountability? Um, so, from say a seven-man lineout, um, if the you know if the if the if the first breakdown is um, in and around the, the post, around the midline down the field, then uh, I'll have the back three guys from my lineout folding around the, around the breakdown. Um, so I know that uh, three, five, and eight have to go around the breakdown. Mm. So if they're not there, then obviously one of them, you know, has messed up. Um, and from that uh, line out, that my my seven or my my six should work out to be the widest player from from that next phase. Um, <clears throat> in an attack, you know, from the, a certain line out, we'll have specific numbers or specific players going to the first breakdown um, and the next phase around when if they come around a the corner then we have specific numbers you know say one three and four or something going around the corner and on, on from the from the first breakdown um, and you know from a line out or from a scrum we'll have say eight going wide and two staying or vice versa so it's uh, you know something that I brought in, and it's it's part of professional rugby that um, you know there's, there's, there's sort of a lot of studying that 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 you have to do um, in terms of knowing your role in in, in every situation. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's professional sport, um, and you know if we we working in office and you're working in account accountancy, then uh, you know you know that. <laughs> When someone does this, then you know, this will be the result. Or you know, you have to you have to know your job inside out. Or you know, you'll either get fired, or you will not be promoted, or or something yeah. like that. Um, and you know, similar to rugby um, nowadays, it's professional, 
and you have to know your role inside out. If you don't know something continuously, then you know I doubt you will get your contract renewed or something like that. So you know there's pressure on the players, but I mean it's not rocket science. It's 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 players need to put the effort in um, to you know to be successful and to and to 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 grow in a team and to help the team be successful. Uh, looking back over, over your career and the coaches that you've had, are there any which particularly in, um, influence you to be the coach that you are today? Hmm. Um, yeah, definitely. Um, I think Brendan Fenter had a, had a massive influence on, 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 on me and you know, it's one of the reasons that um, I, I want to become a coach um, was the way he treated me and the way he made me feel. Um, you know, and I want to I want to have players sort of have players feel the same ex- feelings and, and have the same experience that I had. Um, you know, which which was brilliant. Um, it's a great motivator, um, but he but he also um, you know he always complimented players and even if you know you knocked five balls on on, on that day. That he told you that, then he would tell you that you know he he knows you knocked five balls, but he appreciated that how hard you worked and how hard you chased back on that one kick or something like that. Um, so you, you always wanted to put put in extra extra work for for a guy like that. Um, you know, Mark McCall, Paul Paul Gustard, Alex Anderson, you know, and 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 the whole Saracens environment. Um, it was just a great environment and you know if i can take you know something positive from all those coaches then hopefully i can't go go far wrong um you know dave wald at newcastle is a guy who was very into his, his specifics and, and 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 accuracy and stuff like that and and you know i took something from him mm. um mickey ward uh newcastle who you know i i personally think is a very talented coach um very technical in terms of the, the forward stuff. Um, you know, took some from him. Mm. Um, so I think all over my career, there's been people that uh, has influenced me and that I've learned from, and um, you know, uh, applying it today. Yeah, I do. You know I'm always amazed every time someone brings up Be- um, uh, Brendan Venter. And I've been doing these interviews for quite some time now. No one ever me- ever mentions anything, um, anything, anything negative ever. In fact, it's not that they ne- never mention anything negative. It's, it's yeah. always overwhelmingly positive. Yeah, no, he's, 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 he's a great, great man, and you know, not 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 just a great coach, but um, you know, a, a great husband and father, and uh, I think as someone that uh, everyone who's, who's worked with him and, and 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 or played under him, you know, you can you can aspire to be a bit more like him, and you'll be a better man for it. Um, and that's something that at Saracens that. You know, I think that well, they still focus on today is uh, that the player not only becomes a better player, but he also becomes becomes a better human being. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's something that you know I like to to use as a coach as well. Yeah, mm. high uh, high praise indeed. Um, <laughs> so you've got some uh, your autumn games coming up now. Just run us through the schedule. Um, so we've got Brazil this weekend. Um, and then we've got USA next weekend, and then Chile the weekend after, and they all in uh, in Germany. Oh wow! So I, I mean, I've never seen the Brazilian team play. I, I've never really come across them. I know quite quite a bit about the United States team. Um, yeah. Do you know what to expect? Yeah, um, they uh, they quite a big physical bunch. Um, you know, they run hard, they tackle hard. Um, 
yeah, big men. Um, but hopefully, you know, we'll play well. We'll play smart, and and hopefully, tactically, tactically, and and technically, we we can we can edge them. Mm-hmm. Um, now, am I right in thinking? I'm just looking at well, looking at the three teams which you mentioned. Is the USA the one which will be targeting as your big test? Yeah, um, we're we, we ranked above the other two, so uh, yeah, USA will definitely be the biggest test for us. Yeah, I tend to agree with that. They're a good team, they're an improving team, they've got a lot of support from World Rugby, and that, I think they'll give you a good run for your money. Yeah, I don't know. I, th- I think they're still, they're still developing and, and, and still improving. Um, you know, you, you see more and more of their players in, in, in the Premiership um, and in, in, in professional teams. Um, you know, so I, I think they're, they're still improving. And, um, you know, they uh, they played Canada at the end of last season and uh, um, drew one and then smashed them in the next one. So, yeah, they did. You know, it's, uh, it's yeah, definitely going to be our, our toughest test. Um, but hopefully we can surprise them. Hmm. What what are your expectations then for this run of games? Three out of three. Three out of three. That's an yeah. excellent answer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no. Um. Yeah. We we'll take it week by week, but uh, you know we're not going into any game to lose. So you know we we're definitely targeting every game, and you know we're putting the the, the hours in and analysing teams and trying to find areas to expose. Um. You know, area in areas we can attack. Um, so yeah, we definitely try and win both or all three games. Well, I sincerely hope that you do. Do you think that the Romania game was a bit of a turning point for this team? Yeah, definitely. It's um, you know something that still gets mentioned, uh, you know, quite well every now and again. Um, <clears throat> but I think that it was a, you know, it was a big disappointment afterwards because you know, uh, and 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 the problem as well. Um, that well after they 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 won that game that the the, the next few games were weren't up to scratch, um, <clears throat> which I th- I think was uh, also a knock on effect of, of of at that time the the players weren't full time yeah um, weren't professional um, and it's difficult for well you know even in the Premiership it's difficult to back it up week in week out um, but you know. Those guys are conditioned to it, um, you know, mentally and physically. Um, so for you know, f- I think for the German team to go and and beat Romania, you know, emotionally it was it was you know a big challenge, and and they rose to it and obviously achieved it. But I think to 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 mentally get himself up for for the rest of the games, I think obviously found a challenge. Um, but you know, hopefully now that be professional. And you know can can you know prepare the players um, physically better, but also prepare them emotionally better um, mm-hmm. to deal with stuff like that. Um, and you know getting their mindset right and sort of you know a bit of <clears throat> psychology. Um, hopefully we can uh, you can we can back performers like that up in the future. Now, oh, um, you just mentioned that you got some that that you've got some full-time players now which you didn't have previously uh, yeah. world rugby are assisting all the um, tier uh, two nations although i'm sure that's not the correct term is it emerging nations i should be saying yeah um, um, emerging nations but germany does also have a benefactor 
Um, can you just tell me tell me a bit about? Sorry, it's Doctor. Doctor Peter uh, Hans Peter Volt. Hans Peter Volt. Yeah. Have um, Have you met the guy? What's he like? Um, <laughs> tell me about his enthusiasm for rugby. Yeah, um, I've, I've met him. He's, 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 a, he's a great guy. Um, obviously, he got a big, um, you know, uh, love for the game. Um, you know, he's been he's been in the round. Um, Sort of German team for a while, um, and also uh, acquired or start from say uh, end of last season where they were sort of uh, in, in a bit of turmoil. Um, so you know he's got uh, two babies at the moment, um, but yeah. So uh, you know we're very lucky to have someone like that. Um, you know he, he 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 well the company his company funds the the full time academy that we have here yeah um you know to to develop the play the players and and help bring talent talent through here excellent well if he gets it right i'm sure it's going to be a, be a tremendous investment how do you view the competition that you currently play in over the spring the rugby europe international championship were you surprised at all by it it's it's been <laughs> I know really good in my eyes. Um, you know, you only have to look at uh, Georgia, how how they fearing on a world stage. Yeah. Um, you know, in the last World Cup, how 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 well they did. Um, the Russian Russian teams coming through. You know, they they one team beat start from say uh, this season. Um, I remember you know playing for Newcastle in uh, Sochi against uh, a Russian team and 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 getting beaten. <laughs> wow. So, um. Uh. What What was that like playing there? Uh, it was. It was. A, you know, great experience to be honest. Um, we were. We um. We looked at the footage of uh, Connor playing the same team, in uh, in December, and um, they they played. Uh, I think well, a long way from we we played because the game was moved to Sochi. Um. Well. Scheduled to be in Sochi because uh, it will be too cold in the other place, and mm. I think when Conrad played it was minus twenty-one. Yeah, it was. Um, I, uh, apparently, iPhones stopped working. It was so cold. Right. Um, so when we played uh, um, um, the Euro- the Russian side, we played in Sochi, and uh, when we left Newcastle, it, it was covered in snow, and we we, we got to to Sochi, and it was uh, you know it was it was sun, sun was out <laughs> and it was pretty sunny. It was quite mild and. You know, we went for a walk on the beach, so <laughs> it was a great experience. It's continental climate for you. Yeah, yeah. The um, the Connacht game was uh against. Oh, I can't remember now. But N- it was NSI. NSI, NSI. That's it. Uh, and it's their yeah. only game that they played played in, played in, um played in Siberia. And from what I can tell, it was thoroughly miserable to be there. But if you were there, it was an experience of a lifetime. Yeah. Well. Yeah, not, not, I suppose if Connor lost it, lost it would have been <laughs> yeah, quite. Experience. Well, yeah, I mean, it happened to start against Krosny, so it can happen to anyone. Yeah. Well, uh, Moritz, you've been an abs- um, an absolutely wonderful guest. Uh, where can we uh, keep up with um, with Germany and yourself on social media? Um, this. There's a, there's a sort of German rugby website called totalrugby.de mm-hmm. um, that covers a lot of uh, the, the, the German stuff. Um, there's, uh, 
there's uh, obviously there's a Deutsche Rugby Verband uh, DRB Rugby uh, Twitter account, mm-hmm. um, which which covers the sevens and the fifteens, um, and then there's a Volt Rugby Academy on Instagram, which uh, covers the Volt Academy and will probably cover some of the German stuff as well. Um, yeah, but we, we need to get a fifth uh, uh, Instagram account for the fifteens as well. Excellent. Uh, well, best of luck this autumn, mate, uh, and I will, uh, and I'll be rooting for you. Awesome. Thank you very much. Really appreciate it. Thanks for the call. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 